Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Mind Body Musings podcast. I am your host, Maddie Moon, and I'm back at it again for episode 61 of the podcast. Today's guest, his name is Brian Musial, and we have a fantastic conversation, one that I had such a pleasure recording because we talked about a few things that I thoroughly enjoy talking about, such as books, um, social media addiction, and how it's a real thing, and the tiny differences that you can make in your day-to-day life that add up to the big quality of life that you're living, the kind of quality of life you want to manifest. So Brian is a professional that came upon his career in acupuncture accidentally. His first exposure to acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine was when he sought treatment for lingering back pain exposed after a sports injury. When the results amazed him, he became so intrigued that he investigated this alternative. After finishing his bachelor's in nutrition, master's in herbal medicine, and acupuncture license, he started his private practice in the Chicago suburbs. Brian approaches health challenges methodically with the most relevant information that integrative medicine has to offer. He has worked with patients all over the U.S. with conditions ranging from infertility, autoimmunity, and overall wellness. He's also a um, podcast host of the Health Geeks Radio, and he is always always online doing something, whether it's making a video, uh, posting on social media, sharing awesome content. Uh, he's just a very, very cool guy, and I actually met him through B-School when I did B-School uh, earlier in the year with Marie Forleo's B-School. Somehow we connected via the B-School Facebook group, and then we both were like, hey, we have podcasts. So I was on his podcast, and now he's on mine, and I'm really delighted about this conversation. But one of the coolest things that I want to point out about this show is that there's a book he recommends when he's talking about his um, period of depression in his life that he was reading. He told me the title, and uh, keep in mind that we recorded this episode a few weeks back. So I have kind of forgotten about the the books that he mentioned. There's quite a few books that he mentions in this episode that you'll definitely want to check out. They are on the show notes for this. Um, so I kind of just forgot about it. And I was listening to the episode today, you know, putting together the show notes because it's going up, you know, in a, in a couple days will be the, the Wednesday that this is going live. And the book, the first book he recommends to me, I was pretty shocked because for some reason... When I picked up this book about two weeks ago, I had completely forgot that this is the book he recommended. I didn't make the connection, but I remember when I was at Barnes & Noble and I saw this book, The Untethered Soul. It spoke to me and I couldn't really think of why. I was like, this title sounds so familiar. Why does it sound so familiar? Why do I feel this crazy urge to buy this book? So I bought it immediately, read it, and I have three pages left. So only a couple pages left, I'm basically done. But it was one of the best, it is one of the best books I've read all year. And I know I say that about all the books. Literally every book that I've read in the past three months, I have been calling my favorite book. They just keep getting better and better. So this one, The Untethered Soul, it goes over a lot of very insightful, but also crucial things for us human beings to learn. But one of the things that I really took away from this book, and I'll go ahead and just share my personal insight since it's fresh on my mind, is that... We are not, we are emotional beings, but that doesn't mean we are our emotions. In the same way we are not our bodies, we're just using our bodies to hear, to breathe, to see the world. We are not our emotions, and it's so important to learn the art of, quote, enlightenment, or in other words, awareness, and the keys to becoming an aware being. So for example, something happens, someone says something to you today, like, you seem like you are really negative today. Or they say something like, you seem really stressed out. And then for the rest of the day, you're kind of going over in your mind, do I seem stressed out? You talk to someone and then you second guess yourself and you're like, did I sound stressed out to them? Did I sound negative to them? Did I sound this way to them? And you're just thinking it and thinking it and thinking it. And you're trying to think your way out of a situation. You're trying to think your way out of the way people see you, view you. Instead of letting situations pass as they may, pass as they do naturally and relax throughout the moment, you try to think your way to fix it, which is basically the one way you can't make anything happen is just by thinking. But yet as human beings, we try to think our ways through everything. We try to think about every situation. If something 
is worrying us, we try to think about how we're going to go about dealing with that situation if it were ever to come upon us. We think it we think it through, we think about it, we we cannot turn our brains off. So the art of becoming aware is being able to watch the thinking process instead of being invested completely overwhelmed with the thinking process. So when you're thinking about things and overanalyzing and feeling stressed, you don't fight it. You take a step back and you look and say, huh, that's interesting. I'm thinking so intensely about this situation. There must be something about what that person said that makes me feel insecure. Huh, that's interesting. I wonder what it is. And then you just view, you let it pass, you don't fight it, but then you move on with the next moment. So becoming a moment to moment being, not a creature that simply dwells in the past or the future, worrying, analyzing, but letting emotions, letting sights, letting people, conversations, everything pass through you and you're fully invested and conscious of that moment. And that whenever your emotions start to sweep you up, you take that step back, you watch, you say, huh, you don't overanalyze, you just let it pass. So while I can't say this as eloquently as I'd like to say it, I do really recommend you read this book because It has changed the way I'm starting to see things. It's helping me personally with stuff that I'm going through to be able to say, huh, that's interesting that I'm thinking that way about this certain situation. I wonder why and let it pass and not to fight it not to spend my entire day thinking about something that I can't control with my mind because that's the one thing that really can't do anything. We think we can, but we really can't. So check out The Untethered Soul. Um, Brian's going to talk a bit about that today. He is just such a great guy, and I really enjoyed this conversation, and um, I hope you do too. So before we head on over to the show, uh, real quickly, let's talk about the, the review of the week. And this is from, let me get it up. This is from Caroline May, and it says, Real approach to mind and body health with five stars. Maddie talks about real topics that are a struggle for many, many women. If you want down-to-earth approach without the fake sheen you commonly find, this is the spot. Without the fake sheen, you heard her. <laughs> Thank you so much, Caroline. That is the, that's an awesome review, and it really means a lot to me to know that I am down-to-earth because that's the goal. I want to provide practical down-to-earth things that not, aren't too woo-woo, aren't too out of our reach, that we can understand and we can start implementing today. You rock. And then the patron of the week goes to Victoria. Thank you so much, Victoria, for donating a dollar per podcast episode. That means so much to me. Um, you guys, also, I do want to throw out that if you do decide to support the podcast by donating a dollar per episode by going to maddiemoon.com slash pledge, After you do that, just let me know. You can send me an email and say, hey, I'm Victoria, and this is my Instagram handle, and I'll be happy to share your Instagram or Twitter handle, uh, whichever you prefer. So just a heads up, if that's something that's virtually um, a really easy way to reach thousands of people basically for free. I mean, that's advertisement that some people have to pay really big bucks to do. But I'm just happy to share people that are interested in this message, because if you're interested in my message, then more than likely you're spreading a message that I want people to know about as well. So thank you so much. Um, last but not least, this episode is brought to you by Body Freedom, the program for ending any diet and exercise obsession so you can finally experience life without rules, restrictions, and limits. Join Body Freedom by going to maddiemoon.com BF and get all of the resources, tools, exercises, support group that comes along with it. And let's start that Body Freedom journey together. Thank you so much for listening to this intro. And now it's time to head on over to the show with Brian. I'll see you there. Welcome to the Mind Body Musings podcast, the show for everyone and anyone that is ready to break free from the dogmatic chains of the health and fitness industry and create their own life free from restrictions. Now, introducing your host, Madeline Moon a former fitness model gone sane and the author of the popular self-love book, The Perfection Myth. If you dig the show and you're looking for more insight on how to stop food and exercise from controlling your life, check out her website, maddiemoon.com and grab your free guide. If you're ready to end dieting once and for all, it's time you learn how to pursue real health instead. Enjoy the show.
why don't you go ahead and just give us some um, a summary of what you do, and then we'll go deeper into your background. But what do you do today? What do I do today? Uh, right now, you know, I'm, I run a private practice uh, doing like acupuncture, functional medicine. This is like all like alternative medicine. And then I also run, uh, co-own a online consulting business where we do, uh, we work with patients all throughout the U.S. to help with their chronic issues as well, doing like uh, the functional medicine and doing consulting and coaching through a wide variety of different uh, topics. So, yeah. So I started in practice, um, my private practice about four years ago, a little over four years ago, and acupuncture was my way in. And I really, I really appreciate your story. I really like your story. So let's go ahead and dive into this because I think it's one that um, really helps people that are chasing after their dreams know that everything will be okay and there are things you can do to pick yourself back up when times are hard, which they always are when you are an entrepreneur. So go ahead and tell us just your story and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not like, it's not always rose you know, rose petals and all that stuff for, for entrepreneurship or, you know, life in general. So, um, you know, you always face your trials and tribulations, of course. Um, so, you know, I, I originally got introduced to acupuncture uh, because I hurt my back when I was like working out a little bit. And I actually had a, you know, kind of a family member that does acupuncture and got treated for it. I thought it was pretty cool. I was like the like alternative style medicine and went to school for that. Um, worked there for a little bit and then I decided that like, hey, I can do this on my own and decided to be the, took the crazy leap into entrepreneurship. Had no idea what I was doing whatsoever, you know, like, you know, just went to the island and burned the, burned the boat and, uh, I think that's actually a kind of a good way to do it now. Um, but yeah, I started my practice, had no kind of like realization of like how to do anything and no real sense of like business and whatnot. So, I just started really kind of figuring it out and started like learning things and started to do some self-discovery of like how to talk to people and communicate better. Um, yeah, so I started that doing doing that for a couple of years and then, um, you know, I had a pretty big life change. Um, you know, I think I was like about two and a half years into practice and, uh, you know, I was married at the time and then my wife decided to take off and it was a big stressful event for sure. I can't downplay it at all. Um, so I was really, I was trying to stay motivated at work. I was not doing what I needed to do. I would literally just sit on, you know, Facebook and kind of just watch as my life kind of unfolded and like just felt bad and had no motivation to do anything and just stayed in bed and just felt sorry for myself. And I don't know, it was just like, it was just a wild time. And I think it was like me wanting to kind of fail for a little bit and uh, not, not, you know, not really, uh, not really living up to my potential. So that was a pretty hard time. Um, I think, uh, and then like later, it was like this journey of like self-discovery and using, um, you know, what I later found is like functional medicine to kind of fix myself, you know, finding the right supplementation, getting in the right mindset getting you know actually it was kind of wild actually eating again because I really wasn't even eating I was just like living off coffee and like you know liquor to kind of keep me you know I just sleep all day and and you know I couldn't fall asleep so I just drink so I'd fall asleep and it just sucked you know so you know it left me with you know tens of thousands of dollars in debt of credit cards and stuff like that and no money coming into my practice so it was like a holy cow I need to reboot everything so that was a journey and then, um, you know, so I started improving and started doing a lot more research and now that's what I do. I try to help people find their right path. So that time period where you were just laying in bed and I mean, it sounds like it was depression. Oh um, yeah. For- do you think that was necessary for you? Like in your healing process, that's something that you needed to do and you couldn't have done it any other way or do you look back and think that you could have done it a different way? Um, I think it was necessary. Um, You know, and looking at like, yeah, I mean, I think it's necessary and it's, it is a, it's kind of a taboo topic, but a lot of people do suffer with depression and it's nothing. It's like, we don't want to burden people like, Oh yeah, I'm like not feeling so good. And you know, but the thing is, 
I think it was like a growing experience. It's so, I don't want to say it's so cliche, but I learned a lot from it. You know, it's such a cliche statement, but, uh, I think it was necessary. I really do. I think, I think it was a good, it was a best worst thing to ever happen. What are a couple of the things that you learned from that experience that you can share with us? Yeah. Um, you know, when we talk in functional medicine too, or, or, you know, this alternative medicine, we talk about like, uh, like genetics and like what you're genetically predisposed to. So like kind of looking at my family history, we saw a lot of instances of like actually depression and mental stuff and substance abuse issues. And I really felt after that major stressful like kind of time, like I really felt like it was a complete change in me. And I can see why people really get addicted to, you know, certain substances and whatnot, because it makes you feel good for four hours. So I really learned that, um, you know, your environment that that you surround yourself with and what you're doing can influence your your genetics and you know taking charge of that is is very paramount yeah definitely um i remember there was like a period in my life where i don't i think it all kind of went back to my perfectionist mindset but there was definitely a period in my life where I thought that I was suffering from depression and it was so easy for me being in college to kind of hide it and I had this feeling of like I want to say embarrassment and also like I was denying it and denying it and denying it and my mom was really like I can see it I know you're upset let's make you happy you know and like it was just I mean it, it's, I wouldn't say necessarily that it was depression because I had some other things going on just with like my mindset with, you know, disordered eating and stuff. But it was really hard for me to come to terms with the fact that I needed some help or I needed to at least talk with someone about my eating patterns and how stressed I was about not having the perfect body. Did you seek out help and did you come to terms that you needed help like externally, not just within yourself, but from other people? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, at that time, I honestly did not even have, I didn't have health insurance, I didn't have any money. So I, I couldn't, you know, seek, you know, medical attention. And, and I'm, and I do say that is necessary. I, I don't downplay that at all. I think, you know, there's a time and place when people do need certain medication and certain help that only a professional can, can, you know, provide. But at that time, I did not really have that. You know, so I mean, I did surround myself with some friends. I didn't really talk like in depth of, the situation because I would it was better to just ignore it almost it seemed it seemed better to ignore it and I didn't really want to burden other people and you know it was the that saying too it's like you wouldn't understand my situation but you know I think everyone can have some sort of valid import input or some sort of um, you know guidance so I would talk lightly about certain things um, my family I honestly did not really talk too much about it because I just you know I just didn't want to burden them. I just want to show them that I could be okay. And I really wasn't. So I wasn't firing on all cylinders for sure. Um, so my support structure was definitely, yeah, friends, family, and then also to reading, you know, reading and exploring some books that kind of changed my mindset. Mm. What, what's like one of those books that you can tell us about? Um, I, at that time, I was reading The Untethered Soul. That was a kind of cool book. It kind of talks about your perceptions of reality and stuff and like mm. see things. Uh, example is like, you know, your ex or somebody drives a certain car. Well, guess what? You're always going to see. You're always going to notice that type of car, you know. Right. Had, had it happen all the time. So changing your perception of stuff. And the thing about self-help books is that they're great. And they have a lot of ideas, but it's all about putting stuff into practice. And mm. it's not like if I reread this book, then I'll be solved. Or if I highlight it even more, then it's going to be good. It's like there's concepts and then it's like acting on those concepts. So another good book that I liked was um, was uh, The Slight Edge. And that is talking about just like making a 1% change to get you better. Hmm. So that was that was really good. So whenever you read about that, the 1% change, what in your life, what did you decide was that 1% change that needed to happen? Because I mean, that's a pretty small percentage. And like when you're going through depression and you're experiencing that big dip in life, it's just kind of like, why bother? Especially with 1%, even though it makes such a big difference. So what, what was the thing in your life that you really put into practice that turned things around? Yeah, I think actually just eating, like as weird mm. as it sounds, like actually eating like a good diet, like 
um, you know, you know, I'm this health alternative health person. So everyone's like, oh, you should be eating just like the most organic stuff around. And it's like, you know, at that time, like I said, I had like really no money. And I knew that in the morning I was so tired from not sleeping that I would get, you know, my energy drinks in the morning to sustain me. And that would actually stop the cravings for hunger until about like afternoon. And then like sometimes coming home, I'd have to get like three cheeseburgers from McDonald's or whatever, you know, because that's like all I could do at that time. And that's all I saw. So actually like giving myself a decent diet with good protein balance was pretty profound. So I would go to like, you know, the local Whole Foods and just grab some some of the proteins that they have and have some veggies. And that actually kind of boosted my energy levels up so I can, you know, start taking on the day. So right. my 1% was just eating better, eating a little bit better. Right. Okay. So you are in, you are definitely right into the um, nutrition field. And that's kind of an area that I've distanced myself from in the past couple of years, just because it is so confusing. And Mm -hmm. for someone like me, it's actually pretty damaging because I want to get like on the paleo train, on the vegan train. Like I want to follow whatever is going to lead to a certain outcome. It's never, it never really was for me about the journey, which I think is exactly what it was for you, which I love. It was like, you could see from just putting food in your body that your journey was good. And it was, it was helping you get to new places instead of like just the destination that mattered. So when it comes to nutrition, and I'm excited to talk about this with you just because you're in this field, you do the research, you have um, clients that you coach through it. What are some of the common misconceptions with nutrition these days? And like, where, where is it going wrong in your eyes and people getting obsessed with the wrong things or just the attitude people are developing towards nutrition, if that makes any sense. All right. Yeah. I mean, there's multiple questions in there, but, uh, yeah. you know, some of the, yeah, so some of the, the trends and like kind of misconceptions, um, man, I think that's a great question. Um, it's just like, you know, what are your goals? Like, that's the first thing. Like, what is your goal? Like, let's start there. Let's start very simple. Is it to make yourself feel better? Like, like, and why? Like, is it like you're not having energy? Like, are you trying to lose weight? Like, what, what's the goal? I think that's the number one place where you need to start with if you're looking for dietary stuff and whatnot is, is find your goal. Some of the misconceptions that I see often is, you know, um, just like this fallacy of like the cleaner I eat, the better I'll be. And if I have something like quote unquote bad, that is just going to set me up for a complete failure. It's like this, I don't, I don't know if you've heard, like when people just are super clean about stuff, just this like ridiculous diet that is so restrictive that they, they almost stress themselves out and don't even have a, like a chance to live life because they're so worried about what they're doing and what they're putting in their bodies. And in all reality, yes, there are some good foods and there's some good bad foods for you. There's going to be some non-negotiables for some people and there's going to be some foods that you can have every so often. And I think my goal for people is to find the healthy balance and achieve the goals that they're looking for with using, you know, the correct nutrition, you know. So I just really don't like when people have the concept of good food, bad food, like this is good for you. And if you don't have this, then you're going to get like some cancer or something like that. It's a lot of fear based medicine. Yeah. Thank God you said that. <laughs> Cause like, that's exactly how, you know, that's the thing that I teach a lot on this podcast is just the fact that there is no such thing as a bad food. There are foods that might leave you in bed crying because you're allergic to them. And right. you personally can decide if you want to take that risk or not, but out there into the world of grocery stores and, um, you know, farmers markets and wherever you're going to get your food, there is no bad food there. And that is one thing that I, I'm just going to come out and say it. One thing that I have a problem with the paleo industry and the paleo world, a community, every, it's just, there's so much fear. There's so much fear about grains and about the toxins and everyone is concerned and hacking their way to health. Why not just like take it a day at a time and not try to hack everything? Why don't you just enjoy eating the food that makes your body feel good? And I know that in itself is a loaded question. Like what makes my body feel good? That is hard in itself, especially when you're consumed with learning about nutrition. I mean, how do you separate 
what makes you feel good from what the world is telling you what will make you feel good. Yeah, I mean, I think it really goes back to your goals. Like, what are you trying to do? Like, I am a paleo kind of supporter. I'm not hardcore, right? I think anything that is an extremist type diet is is crazy. And, um, you know, what what is paleo in my eyes? It's just like going back to basics. Fruits, vegetables, nuts, berries, meat, proteins, like, keep it simple, right? And if someone's constantly complaining about, like, lack of energy and stuff like that, well, you're probably shooting yourself in the foot by having a lot of heavy carbohydrates that are just, like, spiking and crashing your blood sugar. So, you know, again, it's like going back to what are your goals. You know, I think, you know, any extremist diet is, is very crazy. Like, the, the other one, too, is, like, a lot of vegetarians saying, like, oh, if you eat meat, you're going to get cancer. It's like, no, that's not, even, that's not even close. That's not even close. There's some studies about that, but they've been disproven. You, you know, just looking behind the research of stuff. So when people make you feel bad or guilt trip you in for like having foods, like that just totally sucks. So, I mean, it's just, it's just what, what works best for your body. That's, that's what it comes down to. But I mean, how do you find that? That's just so difficult to understand. Yeah. I mean, what's best for your body? I mean, that does take a lot of testing. Um, you can do neutral, like neutral, like, uh, nutrition evaluations. You can, you can look at a lot of blood work, um, you know, so like, for example, like vegetarian, and I'm kind of picking on it, and, and trust me, I'm not anti-vegetables at all, is that a lot of people feel like cold hands, cold feet, and, you know, always tired and stuff like that. Well, they're not getting enough B12, and, uh, you know, their stomach could, and the gut could be messed up. So, you know, it's, it's really like looking at what, where do I want to see myself? You know, do I want to improve my body with more energy production or, you know, what goes on. So it does take, it does take the right testing and the right mindset to, um, to understand this. Um, so that's, that's what I provide. There are, there are, there are definitely tests to see if like, if you're allergic to gluten, if you're allergic to, you know, dairy and things like that. And, um, they have a lot of research behind it as well. Mm-hmm. So, so keep going. Sorry. No, no I was just, uh, hopefully that kind of answers your question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about the book that you wrote about the seven important principles and the course you created with it. Tell us just what that, what the seven principles are. Yeah. So the seven principles, uh, so I run the health geeks website, uh, as well. Uh, we wanted to create a seven principles book that like are really the core structures of like, this is the foundation you really need to be focusing on. And this is where you can build everything from. So we tackle topics from, you know, the right mindset, like getting into the you know, listening to the right things and surrounding yourself with a, you know, the five people you surround yourself with is where you're going to kind of end up. So changing that, getting, you know, listening to the right people, um, managing your sleep, making sure you're getting full sleep, um, you know, restful nights of sleep because people will say like, oh, I'm not, I'm cranky in the morning. It's like, well, are you really sleeping? Um, stress management. That's like my biggest topic. That's where I see a lot with uh, acupuncture and as well as like managing stress, looking at some testing, like, something called cortisol levels um, and modifying that so you can kind of better manage your stress. Uh, movement, you know, exercising, getting out there because, you know, sitting's the new smoking nowadays. Diet, that very hot topic again that we we're talking about, but um, making sure that you're just, you know, you're not falling into some traps or some extremist stuff and, you know, doing everything to, to get that all corrected. And then some supplementation. I do believe in some supplementation not going crazy, but some people need certain things because of genetic factors or they're just not producing enough. And to tie all that up, we talk a lot about testing. Again, those are like doing some objective tests to see how you did. So we have a starting point and an ending point. So it really gives a a basis of stuff. Mm, I love it. I think the my favorite one, just out of the ones that you listed, was the right mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you personally try to cultivate that, you know, power of positive thinking and focus on gratitude and intentions for your day, keeping the right mindset? Because I know for me, it can be really easy to just get triggered by something and to allow myself to go down the drain with my attitude. But if I intentionally just decide, you know, happiness is a choice, it's pretty easy to pick myself back up and I start seeing the good in the day instead of the bad. But for some people, they are so used to having a poor mindset and they're just trained to do that. How do you gradually get out of that and start training your right mindset muscle? Yeah, that is, that takes a while. Um, You know, what I did is... I stopped watching TV 
it sounds so wild. Like I, I don't really uh, watch too much news stuff. So it, it, cause it just doesn't serve me and I would get just frustrated by like what's going on, you know, as weird as that sounds. Um, so getting in the right mindset, like you're, you're allowed to like feel whatever you feel like, like if you're feeling frustrated about things and, and stressed out, it, you're allowed to have that, but like, don't allow it to affect your entire day. Cause stress is totally voluntary. And yes, you'll have stressful situations and people that, that, you know, just tick you off and it's okay to do that, but you can think whatever you want, but behave how you would like to be seen. So I think that's the biggest takeaway. So if you would rather, you know, you can, as long as you're behaving in the way that the manner of that you want to receive the same behavior, then I think that's, that's the set right there. What I do in the morning is, um, actually, one of the things that actually also helped me throughout my stressful situation too was listening to podcasts. I never like really listened to podcasts and then all of a sudden I started to listen to a bunch of them and it was like, wow, these people totally get me and I connect very well, you know, with a bunch of people. So like even, uh, you know, I listen to your podcast, I listen to a wide variety of different things just to give me those extra nuggets of information and making sure that I'm on the right path. Um, and that combining with reading, because I never did so much reading in my life until now either. Mm, I love that so much. Okay, so going back to the TV thing, I completely agree. I used to have this tradition of watching um, the Today Show every morning because my mom did that. And mm-hmm. I just have like these sentimental memories of, you know, being really young and waking up and going downstairs and my mom watching the Today Show. So when I got my own apartment, I just started that myself because it kind of made me feel like I was closer to my mom. And after a while, I started to realize that was the worst way to start my day ever. Like, it's just nothing but terrible news because that's all the news wants to share with you. And if they don't share, um, if they don't share something tragic, you know, an interviewer will ask, well, what could have happened? And they're always trying to scare you, like, no matter what. And it would just start my day off all the time in a frenzy and sad because of all the people that died in the day. And I finally decided um, a couple years ago to stop doing that. And best decision ever. Now it's just quiet in the mornings. I don't turn on my television till nighttime when I want to watch a show. Yeah. Um, which is kind of like my little treat for myself is just kicking back and relaxing after doing all my entrepreneur work for the day. And I enjoy that. And I enjoy watching stupid shows because they make me happy. Um, but I have family members who haven't gotten that yet. They just don't get it. And they wake up, turn on the TV, watch the news, you know, rest of the day, they're just like, wah, 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 this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. And it's like nonstop. And then the one day they don't have time to watch the TV because they have stuff to do. It's like, oh, butterflies. Oh, my goodness. It's so beautiful outside. Like the attitude, completely different. And the core relation is like, I mean, so obvious, but they can't see it. And it drives me bonkers because it's just like I want so badly to help said family members to get out of that habit but how do you change something when you're 60 and you've been doing it all your life you know it's like it's just really difficult when you take someone that doesn't want to have a change especially you know taking away their precious tv but you can see it's affecting them and the people they're around because their attitude is so poor very much so and i always say the news is always there so it's up to you when you want to listen to it you can go on the internet and grab everything you need for the in 5 minutes and that's it and shut it off right so, so i did the same thing with facebook too i unfollowed you know a lot of, it's not that i'm like not friends with people i just i unfollowed a lot of my friends on facebook cuz it was kind of a waste of my time and i get distracted so now i just have it for like people in the health field or you know topics I find interesting that are just on my news feed so it's kind of turned into more of a Twitter feed now I guess do you ever feel like social media takes um you mean like you're not even noticing it but it's taking precedence when you're online like you just go to it you just go to Facebook or you just go to Instagram or whatever channels that you're feeling like being on and you have to like cut ties you know because I, I feel like for me, that was a problem on my phone. I had Facebook, I had Twitter, I had Instagram, I had Snapchat, I had Periscope and email. And I had to delete all of them except for Instagram and Snapchat because I was so obsessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of social media. Um, 
you know, if you ever follow my personal Facebook, it's just basically me posting articles that I need to read later. And it's just like an aggregate of like where I can read them. So no one probably really follows me on, on any of that stuff. Um, so I'm really blessed that, you know, I work with another uh, practitioner, Paul, and he's the one that usually handles all the social media stuff. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've kind of disconnected a bit of it. I mean, I'm still on it because you kind of have to do that with being an entrepreneur and stuff and, and having a business. Uh, but yeah, just you pick, you can pick the channels that you want to listen to. So that's, that's the big takeaway. So I, I like it because you can, you can really hone in on the people that are, that lift you up. That's getting back into the right mindset. So if you find that certain, you know, like, like your podcast and what you're posting is lifting you up, then just follow that, follow like-minded people. Mm-hmm, exactly. It's a lot easier to disconnect if you like truly want it. Cause it all comes down to priorities and like what your priority is for the moment. Um, but I know for a lot of people, it's like, they're scared of what they're going to miss out on. It's like that fear of, oh my God, I'm not gonna be on Twitter. Then what am I going to miss out on? Like I could miss out on a new follower. Like I don't want to do that. But seriously, like that one person isn't going to make or break like the course of your life. And you'd probably be better off without feeling like you're chained. For sure. Like check this out. Like when you get a notification or like someone likes or whatever, like you get a hit of dopamine. Like and dopamine is the neurotransmitter that makes you feel good. So you get addicted to this, right? This is this is wild that people get addicted to like get, being in the know and being connected because it makes you feel like socially validated and stuff like that. And if you need that kind of dopamine response to kind of feel better, you kind of have to realize like, wow, maybe I am like a little bit more, you know, just attached to this because I enjoy the that social stimulation and, and I need to find the stimulation somewhere else. So, you know the realization is 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 paramount for people like why am i doing this so this is good i like this a lot i like this topic because it's just extremely um common for a lot of my listeners to feel that way you know wanting that admiration for something whether i mean that makes a lot of sense because i'm sure when people comment on your body and say wow you like look like you lost weight, you look great. That's a hit of dopamine as well. And that's why people get so attached to dieting because they want to keep getting those comments. Yeah. Where else can you get dopamine from that are in healthier avenues? Uh, well, I think, you know, talking again about like mindset and stuff like that is like finding things that you actually like to do. So when I'm working with clients, they'll say like, I'm stressed out and this and blah, 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 and kids and work and, you know, I'm I'm in a location in like Charland where it's like, you know, pretty like upper, you know, upper middle class, uh, higher end incomes. And it's like they're working 70 hours and this and I, I hear like, oh, you wouldn't understand and this. And I'm like, so you told you told me I'm all about your stress. So what do you do to relax? And they have like no idea. And I'm like, well, what's your passion? I, they have no idea. And connecting with your passions again can be very freeing for stress and and getting that dopamine surge. I had absolutely no idea that I would actually like photography and like visual stuff as much as I did until I actually like got a camera and started taking photos. So I had no idea. I had no idea about that. So I think it's all about just exploring what you like to do as a kid and what you've always wanted to try and those can be avenues for like stress reduction and who knows even a possible future career mm-hmm. so yeah totally so switching gears a little bit over to the movement aspect um first of all i'm just curious what is what is your favorite type of mu- movement um so i you know i i'm not a huge workout crazy person i just go to the gym um i had a trainer i was working with him to help with the uh tough mutter i did which by the way was pretty ridiculous it was really cold when i did that so i was not too happy and uh so we just do some basic cross training and i've also done some rock climbing uh indoor because there's not much out here in chicago but um those are really cool and I'm not a huge runner, but yeah, I'll do a couple miles when I was uh, training for that Tough Mudder. So, you know, that's kind of what I do. I kind of keep it basic. Um, yeah, that's that's basically it. And oh, yeah. So when I was actually also, like I said, I was really stressed out too. I was like, I felt like I had no motivation. What I did in the mornings too to start working out was actually just start doing 
body weight stuff like push-ups and sit-ups and things like that and that was actually pretty profound for me as well do you work with clients often that have the mindset of movement equals working out and working out is like a means to an end like you have to lose weight in order to work out and helping them transfer that mindset to pleasure like spending that hour of your day really thoroughly enjoying whatever you're doing for the sake of enjoying it and like having fun because that is a new concept people associate moving your body with any kind of like cardiovascular benefits with exercise and needing to lose weight and it's it's so sad it's so sad because moving your body is like so primal and it's like basic but we've turned it into something that it's not yeah we've we've taken movement and and put our marketing twist on it and saying like oh we can do this and this and this it's like you can you can just do go outside and do some yoga like there's like tai chi like stuff tai chi and things like that like all that like martial arts this is all movement so like that's what it comes down to like finding stuff that you enjoy and it could be as simple as like walking go for a walk turn off the tv and and people are like oh i don't have time i'm like you know tell me about your day so we go through their day and then i'll hear like oh yeah i'll unwind it like you know whatever watch tv i'm like do you really need to watch tv like really you're coming in here spending money with me taking time out of your day here and you're telling me you don't have time for this like are you sure you can't like just take 15 minutes to go walk outside with your dog like Mm -hmm. so it's all about strategies like strategizing that and on the opposite side of the spectrum the thing that breaks my heart is when people wake up at 5 a.m to go get their sprints in their fasted sprints and they come home then they eat at a certain time and then they go back later for a two o'clock lifting session and all they really wanted was a walk you know a lot of people that listen to the show are on the opposite side where they don't have a problem like going for a walk and or working out or running it's it's that they can't watch the tv they can't relax so there's time and place for everything for people that suffer from exercise addiction it's about learning that you can swap the you know two a day workouts at your 24-hour gym for a simple walk around the block and call it a day like you don't there are all these statistics too and like studies that show past a certain time it has no like benefit beyond like just you know spending time doing an activity but there's no actual benefit because you're probably just stressing your body out lifting that much for that long like for a lot of crossfit and stuff like that yeah for sure are you familiar with like cortisol levels or have you talked about this on the show i have um sparingly so go for it if you want Go for it. Uh, so again, cortisol is is a kind of a stress hormone. It's it's got good features and bad features. It's it's been kind of vilified sometimes, but it, it has good and bad features. And uh, basic description is like it's high in the morning and low at night. So it's high in the morning to kind of wake you up and get you going. Um, and what happens usually is like a lot of people become cortisol dysregulated, and that means like you know, I'm tired. I'm I'm wired on some things, or you know I'm trying to go to sleep. I'm tired, wired kind of feeling. And then they start waking up at between like 2.30, 3.30 in the morning and they're up for 40 minutes. That's usually like some kind of like cortisol dysregulation. And what happens is like our body have, we have, we have this beautiful mind that can take all this information in, but we have this old school highway where it's like parasympathetic and sympathetic. And that means, is it fight and flight? Like I'm running from a tiger or is it rest, digest, reproduce? And that, that's your parasympathetic system. So whatever we do gets translated down those two highways. And why people kind of really get addicted to working out too or can is that it gives them that like cortisol spike because they're so burnt out that they feel really good. They feel body high and, and all that. And it like brings them up and then they need another one, you know, and it, it's not saying it, it's, it's saying that it's actually putting more stress on your body after a certain point too, like, like leading to what your point was saying um, that, you know, your bodies are can start to be like, hey, what's going on here? Why are we always in this kind of like excitatory state? So that's how people can sometimes get addicted to the working out aspect too because it just like feels good. And what you can do to regulate that is, you know, look at how can we balance the cortisol levels out and, you know, that's kind of where we get into that functional medicine side of it. But mm-hmm. And finding other things that make you feel just as good that don't require having to like move your body. Like you can sit yeah. still and do things like podcasting. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so again, yeah, finding that, you know, that mindset and that, that stress management stuff is, is very, very helpful. 
Yeah, I get I get such a high from podcasting, like or writing a blog post. I don't know what it is about, but like the ritual of sitting down at a desk and writing on a blog post or recording an interview, putting it together, you know, doing the write up on the show notes and like hitting publish. Like it just it fuels me like no physical activity has ever fueled me, which is pretty incredible for me coming from exercise addiction in my past and being able to find something that like really has helped me like therapy almost like for me one of my goals for my clients is helping them find an activity that serves as therapy like it just whether it's cooking or it's cleaning like there's no shame or judgment in what that ends up being for you but for me it certainly was podcasting because I feel like it's free coaching like just talking away and knowing people are listening it's awesome yeah, it is really cool. And I have read your your blog posts and stuff and I've commented saying that you are a really good writer and I'm an absolute terrible writer. I don't know. I was just really not good in English and grammar and all that stuff. But mine, I found out I was way more visual. So I'll make some really good photoshops and good photos and stuff like that. And, you know, that's where I like I'm just like like I'm like, wow, three hours has passed. I had no idea. Um, yeah. So it's really just finding out what what lifts you up for sure. And, and your I, videos. Your videos are excellent. Like, they're really, really good quality. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, I, I do put a lot of... Like, when, when other people notice the little nuances of stuff of, like, people's business cards and their videos and how their website is, like... And then the pay, the person says, like, oh, yeah, I did it all myself. It's like, wow, that... You know, I so appreciate that on, a, like, an entrepreneurial level because there's so many people that can just put together stuff that's just out there and there's no there's no passion behind it. So I really appreciate that. And, you know, it, it shows in your work, too, when you, when you have these amazing blog posts. I'm like, man, that's an amazing article. Well, thank you. I certainly like, OK, so I was an English major. And mm-hmm. whenever I was like two years old, I had my mom write books for me. Like, seriously. OK, maybe not two. When I was like four. But <laughs> I would like um, I would like talk to my mom and be like, this is the story. And I would tell her a story and I would have her write it out because I couldn't write yet. And then I would staple it together and then I'd put it like on a shelf. And then I, you know, through, through like the months of like doing that or years, I would create like stacks of little miniature books. And like, if you go back to my books from when I was not writing it, they were like Star Wars based. Like, I mean, I'm not even kidding. It was Star Wars characters playing soccer because I loved soccer and I loved Star Wars when I was like a pretty much a baby. And I would like have my mom write out these stories about Luke, like playing soccer and winning the game. And like all of them would have lightsabers and I would draw them out. Like I love, love writing or having my mom write for me, (laughs) whatever it is. Like I loved writing. And so, you know, my first like dream when I was younger was to be a magazine writer. Mm -hmm. And then I got into the magazine industry for a little period. I don't think I've ever talked about it on the podcast before, but I worked for um, a fitness magazine. It was not what I wanted. So it's interesting how things end up. You know, now I'm an entrepreneur with my own business and the blog posts are my writing. And I don't know if I would be doing them as much if I didn't find them as fun. So I don't force myself to do it. Like there are certain things I can't do like videos really. I'm really bad at videos. It's not really fun for me, but writing is super fun. So I really encourage anyone listening to do exactly what they want to do instead of forcing themselves to do things because they feel like they need to do it. They have to do it. Find what you love and own it. Yes, for sure. And don't like, and that's also not following like what I think I should be doing and whatnot like when you start to really realize like how you work how you learn and like almost how you fail too is like you can really hone in on exactly where you need to have your focus and then if you're going to work with another business partner or you know your your significant other or whatever you need to find someone that complements that so you know if we're running a business and I'm doing all the visual stuff and I'm enjoying that and you're doing all the writing I mean that's just a really good synergistic relationship and that's that's like what we have at uh, the Health Geeks with, um, you know, Paul and I. Like, I'm doing all the the making everything look really, um, you know, really, really good, and, and and making sure everything flows good. So, and he's all about like the hard data of stuff. So, and I just, oh, I just picked up this book too, uh, How the World Sees You, and I did like a little like um, they have like a little like uh, survey to see like kind of how um, how your mindset and 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 your traits are, and give you like these 49 different uh, personality things. And mine was the 
the diplomat. So my highest values are trust and prestige. So trust, of course, like making sure I'm doing all the research and people are trusting what I'm saying. And prestige meaning I like when things are look well and are of high quality. So I was like, wow, that's perfect. <laughs> that explains me so well. So when you find these things, man, it's like, wow, this is, this is exactly what I need to be focusing on. Yeah, it's like you you can have multiple highs throughout a day, like doing exactly what you're good at doing and how the world sees you. And that book yep. sounds really interesting. I'm going to have... I'm going to have to go back and listen to all the book um, titles that you've listed and then put them on the show notes for this because it seems like there's a good handful of books that you've read that I want to read and I know my yeah. listeners will want to. Like I said, when I was going through all these stressful times, man, I have, I have a, like probably a book list of the ceiling. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good takeaways from from. So yeah, I'll be happy to provide that. So absolutely. Awesome. Okay, so... Um, this is a book, this, this, the principles, but it's also a course, right? So is the course within the book? Yeah. So we, we have the ebook and it, it goes over a lot of these topics that we just talked about. Um, and I actually, uh, in, in that, uh, like ebook, we give the links to like some videos that we shot and, uh, some of the books and, you know, other information that we've, we've, uh, put together. So then we decided to make a course. Um, it's as a, you know, right now we're still in the beginning stages of it. We just had a like kind of a beta launch of everything. Um, but the course is going to get a lot more in depth of exactly what you need to focus on. Uh, for example, like we'll have talking about like sleep and from then on you can go into, okay, what exact test do I need to do and what exact supplementation and exactly what dietary stuff do I need? Um, and same thing with that, like, um, the supplements, like what's going to be best for me and my genetics, which is a huge topic. And it gets really in depth and, and really kind of takes the, you know, it takes, it takes that crazy hard to comprehend thing that is health and make it really simple. And those principles is where we start with. Um, and that's why we say it kind of really beats a lot of the trendy diets and cleanses and stuff that we hear so often is that people are searching for something, but you know, what are we really searching for and how can we help and how can we leverage everything in your favor? So that's what we're always doing. So we created a more in-depth course and then also to a community where we're going to have like Facebook group where people are action seekers and trying to lift everyone up and provide good resources of books and stuff that they're doing and just absolutely trying to just crush it in life. That's that's what we're hoping for. Oh, how cool. I love the sound of it. It sounds very um, individualized. It's for long-term health and growth with yourself. And it's not dogmatic at all, which I think... That's exactly that entire package is what we need in this world with all of the nutrition BS and confusion going on. Something that you can really apply to what you're going through and what your body needs and not overwhelming something simple and the support group. I think that's really cool. So where can my listeners get this um, book? Yeah, so it's uh, healthisgeek.com. Yes, healthisgeek.com. And it's going to be right on the front page. We should have the opt-in right there. Um, and then you just put in your email, yes, and it goes right to you to get the PDF version of it. And we have some videos with it. And then the course will probably be relaunching. We just had our beta launch. And then we're going to get our feedback from our testers and then improve it and expand it for sure. So that will be coming up too. So I'm sure once you get that, the ebook, you can, we'll probably have some links to the uh, full course as well if that's a, if that's a uh, thing that you want to do. And then we'll start some other courses too, which, um, you know, it'll just probably be me talking about like different, uh, subtopics too because um like we'll talk like just on genetics or fertility issues that that we can just talk hours and hours on so yes i will have to have you on again to talk about fertility because i just i just did a show on it but in a few weeks it'll probably be good because that's something i love to talk about and i'm always interested in it um but in the meantime everyone listening go get that um book i know i'm gonna do it right after this uh recording and I have a quick fire round for you, but before we get to the quick fire questions, is there anything else you'd like to share with my audience? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it would just be cool just to have a, like a really good community. So, you know, follow us on Facebook and all that stuff too. Like, like I said, you know, with the social media, just surround yourself with the right mindset and the right people. And that that's what we're all about. 
Perfect. And I will have all of your social links, including the one to the book, on the um, show notes for this episode. So this will be um, maddiemoon.com slash mbm61 with Brian. And you can go there and check out the books he listed, as well as all of the links to his social channels so that you can start cultivating the right mindset. Okay, so quick fire round time. Oh, yes, in the podcast. Got to plug that. You were on there. Yes. Tell a little bit about your podcast. What kind of guests do you have on? Um, well, we, it's, uh, sometimes it's just Paul and I talking about like health issues. So we'll just go back and forth about things. Uh, you know, the latest one that we talked about was, um, uh, you know, talking about cleanses and how they, you know, are different. And then we also have like guest interviews. We've had doctors, um, like Dr. Chad Larson from Cyrex, where he talks about like legitimate food testing and the science behind that. Um, we'll have other doctors and practitioners in the area, and we had some people talking about genetic stuff, which is a big frontier. So we have interviews and also to our own perspectives of stuff as well. Lots of good stuff for geeks. You got it. Myself, <laughs> geeks, and I don't make no mistake. I'm I'm kind of nerdy. <laughs> okay, cool. So I will also have the link to that on the show notes. Don't worry. Um, quick fire round time. Are you ready? Yes. All right. They're really easy questions. Don't worry. Um, number one, if you were going to have a last meal, what would it be? Uh, that would definitely be, uh, I would definitely have to go with steak and like a, like a really done, well done proper steak and some asparagus. Mm. Um, current book you're loving or reading and you can list one you've already listed. Oh yeah. I'm, uh, I'm still doing the, uh, the how the world sees you. Okay. Um, who is your biggest inspiration, dead or alive? Oh, boy. I, I've always liked uh, Ayrton Senna. A lot of people probably don't know him. He was a Formula One race car driver, and he tragically passed away. But the reason I just really enjoy him is because he came from nothing and just completely just helped, just was amazing, just unreal. So Senna from from formula one that is cool um can you share a good quote with us uh the quote that was always going through my head too that i i've always listened to too is uh be the change that you want to see in the world yes i love that quote um favorite animal uh my dog well that's what kind of dog is it <laughs> he's a shiba inu a what shiba inu oh i don't think i know what that is like the little fox guy it's like the meme doge oh how cute oh it's the one on your skype yes with the bag over its head yeah he put up he put the popcorn bag over oh that's so cute um okay so what is a future dream that you're working towards a future dream i really want to get some you know i really am trying for financial freedom where i have a a lot of clients that totally respect my time and want to talk with me and everyone is just so happy to, you know, meet and greet and, and all that. And my childhood dream is I would always still love to become a race car driver. So maybe one of these days I'll be hitting the track and enjoying that. That is a relaxing thing for me going 140 miles an hour down a track. So I'm that's my Zen out time. So the next one is your favorite way to relax. So would that be it? Uh, well, that's a very expensive way to relax. But the uh, <laughs> the favorite way to relax actually would probably be just um, actually uh, I really enjoy doing photography and just like walking around like, you know, towns and just taking some photos and just hanging out and walking around. And last, um, what is a country that you have visited and loved or you want to visit? I haven't been outside the U.S., unfortunately. I will be going next year. Um, but I did go to Hawaii, and I went to Oahu and Kauai. And Kauai was insane, and Oahu was really beautiful, too, doing some hiking. So those are my two places. When did you go to Kauai? Uh, like two, three years ago, I think now. Oh, cool. I went in um, January. It's so surreal. It is. And I was a, I'm always like a big Jurassic Park fan. So. <gasps> Like it was like, wow, I'm like in Jurassic Park Island. This is so cool. I wonder how many people out there have done the same thing I did. I was, we were driving like 
and it was very Jurassic Park-esque. And I just, on my phone, like, pulled up the theme song and played it as we were driving through. And it was pretty cool. Because I love, love, love Jurassic Park. Like, Did you see the new one? Yes. Did you? No. <gasps> Oh, it's I, so I'm, good. I'm kind of scared. One of my good friends who's also a Jurassic Park lover, he said, I don't know, man, I don't, you might be disappointed. Wait, wait, really? I'm kind of surprised yeah. because I thought it was excellent. As long as, you know, I think Jurassic Park 1 was the best. 2 and 3, I was like, ah, I forgot about it. But like, yeah, I, I want to see it and I'm, I'm just a big fan of it. So I, I just don't want to get my hopes up too much. Ah, Go see it. I think you'll like it. Um, yeah, sure. So thank you so much for coming on to the show today. This was awesome. And I'm really looking forward to everyone getting your book and sharing um, their thoughts with me on it. I know I'm going to get it now. And this was just really fun. I really love the work that you're doing in the world. And um, we'll have to have you on again to talk about fertility and, and fun stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. And if you guys want to connect, like I said, we can always do like consults and stuff like that making sure that you guys are going in the right direction and you know just really happy to help and provide you with the most relative data for you oh thank you so much brian no problem all right guys thank you for joining us on the show today this was the mind body musings podcast and if you want more insight on how to stop obsessing over exercise and dieting and food fears then head on over to my site maddiemoon.com and get your free book 10 proven steps for ending any diet obsession we will see you later what's happening uh, is that my music or yours it's mine oh, okay. <laughs> can't tell me nothing my kind of <laughs>